Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome along to the Short Ball, the Rugby Pass podcast with Scotty and Mills. Um, and it's the last week. For the Southern Hemisphere, Millsy. Last week, one test match to go for the All Blacks. No more domestic rugby, no more super rugby. No, no. nothing. What are we going to talk about next week? I don't know. Jeepers. I wanted to talk about the Kiwis today, but you didn't want to. What about the Rugby League? Yeah. Yeah, we're not actually showing the Rugby League on Kiwi, uh, on, on Rugby Pass, should I say. But um, let's talk about it. Get out of your system. No, you, I don't. No, what I don't, do you want to say? I don't really now. Now that you've brought up the fact this is the last week of... Rugby. Hey, it's no, been a long season, though, hasn't Nuzzi, it? You've just come back from the Gold Coast. <laughs> Gee, you've got a tan. I'll give you that. I have not got a tan. You have got a tan. You've come back at least two shades darker. You cannot get a tan if you're sitting inside your apartment with the aircon going because it's so humid and rainy. No, you can. It's You get a tan by association when you go to the Goldie. Oh, yeah. How did the Gold Coast get all the pea dealers but none of the ozone hole? What? A lot of speed dealers in, really? uh, in the Goldie. Yeah. I wouldn't know. But they get all the drugs and none of the ozone hole. <laughs> is it a coincidence that you were there during schoolies week? Oh, I didn't. Is it, is it a coincidence I, that you were there? I didn't even know it was on. I, I, yeah, you did. I thought it was the following week, but I, I got my dates wrong. It's I didn't say anything to you last week when you said, oh, we're going on holiday, uh, you know, taking the family away, and I'm thinking to the Gold Coast. This time of year of all times, did you see Carnage? I, we were down Broad Beach, so we didn't... Oh, OK. Yeah, Joe purposely booked us an apartment down that end. She knew. I think she knew. She knew it was schoolies. Yeah, and I, I just figured Surface Paradise is Surface Paradise. It's not too far away from schoolies, is it? I got the most amazing photo from our Australian correspondent, Jay Ball Staunton, uh, which you also saw. <laughs> yeah. uh, just a man lying on his stomach with his uh, knees bent, wearing a pair of brand new sneakers and nothing else but Speedos. <laughs> I mean, those, those were sucked right up too. Those yeah, videos, weren't yeah, they? they certainly were. They were, yeah, that was a hungry butt cheek. Um, <laughs> I've got to say, uh, gee, that man runs an interesting program, doesn't he? He does, doesn't he? He does. He's like a pig and muck at school, is he? I, I reckon he needs to call a lawyer. Something wrong is going to go on there. <laughs> hey, Millsy, let's get back to the footy um, here on the short ball this week. Another interesting week in the ongoing uh, studio feud. I'll say that again. The ongoing pseudo feud. Can you say that? Pseudo-feud. That's a tough thing to say. I wish I'd never come up with that line. Pseudo-feud between uh, Steve Henson and uh, Warren Gatland. Uh, Gatland's just released a book uh, written by Jerry Thornley, who's a great journalist with the Irish Times, about the tour. And within that book, obviously, there's going to be this line and that line, which leads to or hints at or maybe says a few things that are controversial, and that's fine. Uh, 
But one of those things was that he has some explosive or potentially explosive revelations on the All Blacks and uh, just try me and not. And I was, but the, it was weird. It's a weird thing to say for Gats. Because yeah. I mean, if you're going to burn someone, just burn them. Exactly. What have you got to lose? I mean, but don't. I mean, Steve Hansen ain't going to fall for the old don't mess with me because I've got some stuff on you. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. And, and I think when, it, when he came out, they asked him again and then he said, did I say explosive? Mm. And so Gats knew what he said. And so he's just trying to fuel something. And so, I mean, it makes makes things interesting for the last game of the year, doesn't it? And um, I, I just, I don't know why. I mean, I understand when a book comes out and... Um, well, you would know, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Right? Well, that's right. And, you know, it was needless to say, you know, I've just finished Gordon Titchen's book and, you know, obviously 22 years of sustained success and the only thing people pick up on is uh, the last week of his coaching career yep. where there was some controversy with Olympic Games. I understand how that works. That's publicity, right? But the thing about Gats that I never get is he's such a quiet, unassuming guy. But you put him in front of a press conference, mm. and for some reason, and I don't think it's his fault, for some reason, no matter what he says, gets taken out of context yeah. or taken the wrong way or becomes a headline. I'm not entirely sure whether that's just a Northern Hemisphere approach to journalism, whether it's Gaddy himself, or whether he's intentionally just trying to subvert things. Mm. I don't know. I mean, you've been coached by the guy. You know him well. Yeah, you? and you're right. It's it's he's totally different, you know, in front of the screen compared to when he's you know off it. Um, but sort of, it's 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 interesting. I find it interesting because like even some of the things he said, you know, the fact that the way he was treated here in New Zealand. Obviously, we're not in his shoes and the things that happened. I don't know. And I, what, I, what about coming out and, and accusing uh, a journalist, quote unquote, uh, with being so in cahoots with the All Blacks that they were running an orchestrated media campaign against them? Uh, I think I know who he's referring to. Oh yeah, I did I, laugh at that. I think you know, I, I did actually read that. And I, you know, who I thought about? I did think that you would know that person that he's talking about. Well, I mean, I think I can assume I know who that person is um, and what organisation he works for, but. You know, those are the things, right, that I don't understand about Gats. Even if Gats thinks that, even if he knows it 100%, what does he have to gain as an international coach by going there? No, I mean, he's, what does he have to gain? There isn't really. There's no, well, apart from the fact that he wants to get it off his chest and... Get it off your chest with your wife over a cup of coffee. Yeah, true but then when you're standing in front of a, a, a room full of journalists, why? Yeah. There's no one in that room that is going to sympathise with you attacking a journalist. No. No, no. Right? No, there I mean, is I not. I think no. after 11 years working in this uh, business, I can safely assume that journalists are going to stick together when it really matters. Yeah, I was going right? to just about to ask you that. What happens when someone attacks a journalist? They all sort of like stick together and go, right, that's well, it. It all depends on how much of a cocky that journalist is, of course. But, I mean, if you're a well-respected journalist, then uh, I mean, the guys are going to support you, right? That's right. That's um, right. I mean, some guys might not enjoy that level of support from their cohorts and their colleagues, but most often, journalism is journalism. If a guy goes after one, he's going after all. So uh, do you think, Sumo, that he is just totally going about this the, the wrong way? No, I just don't think he can find a way through it. Mm. And uh, I think what tends to happen is that, I mean, he knows he can't win the New Zealand hearts and minds. Uh, I think that's been pretty well signed up, right? And and there's one thing you can say about Steve Hansen. Uh, I mean, he runs a tight ship Mm. on his own press cohort. Mm. He really does. And and I think everyone knows that. Everyone who's covered the All Blacks in the last decade with Steve being there understands how he works, understands that uh, he understands the business. And and he's very good at it. And um, in the same way that Eddie Jones is very good at grabbing a headline and and to a lesser degree, Michael Chick is good at grabbing headlines, but I think most of the time that's unintentional. But but Hanson's a wily operator. He's worked in the North, he's coached the All Blacks, he's coached well, so he understands yep. 
what he's trying to put across there. It was really interesting, speaking of you know, coach speak, uh, you know, after the Scotland test, you know, Steve Hansen said to Mark Hinton, who works for Fairfax and stuff, you know, maybe you could talk about the positive stuff, you would be a leading light. You know what? What you're telling the guy what to write, oh, and then giving him the sort of advanced compliment, like if you if you write what I think you should write, then oh. then you you know you're well ahead of the pack. That's weird. When you start literally telling people what to write, and and uh, w- with uh, the implication that if you don't write that, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's very str- that 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 to me is very strange. How did Mark take? I don't know Mark. Well, Mark, Mark wrote the story. The only reason I know that is because he wrote it in a story, which I found really funny. And uh, and and knowing Mark enough, I mean, I know exactly why he did that because he was trying to bring to light the fact that this is this is coach coercion going on. Yeah, yeah. I I find coaches really fascinating at this level, and uh, you know, you, you talk about the guys like Gordon Titchens and Warren Gatland and Steve Hansen. I mean, every one of them has um, an ego, and I don't mean that mm. in the pejorative sense, mm-hmm. but you have to have an ego to yep. get to that level of your craft, right? Yep. Uh, and every one of them has one. They're all different, but boy, oh boy, you get in their way, and, and they will knock you over oh, because absolutely. that's the drive required. So it's really interesting to see how different coaches deal with the press. And, uh, you know, I think when it comes to Gats, I just think he's misunderstood mm. because you and I both know I'm at a personal level, and when he's away from the cameras, you can sit down with him for half an hour, an hour, and have a really in-depth conversation about a range of different issues. And he's not on guard. No. But he seems to get to that table, and he, and he, he thinks that oh, I'm under siege here, and, yeah. and I have to choose my words carefully. And the more carefully yeah. he chooses his words, the worse it turns Gets, out. Yeah. I'd love Gets to sit there cracking up and just start cracking jokes. Oh, and you, you summed it up. I mean, we, we had a dinner with him in Hamilton when they were here for the Lions, and you could almost sense that he kind of didn't want to be there he sort of put his guard up and as soon as you started talking to him he actually could see his shoulders sort of relax a little bit then he started cracking some jokes and things and that's that's the real, real gets mm. but you get him in a room full of people that he doesn't know possibly doesn't trust mm. and some of the things that uh, he's probably read then he puts his guard up and all of a sudden as you say he's, he, he says things and the, the, the longer he goes, goes on about it and trying to get his point across the worse it actually gets and, and, and I think you're right he's actually you know he comes across not the way he actually is. He's perceived mm. in the wrong way. And, and some of his sentences are taken in the wrong context, for sure. Do you think that we should still be talking about the Lions series in late November and his perceived treatment on that series and, and what went down in terms of uh, what was reported and, and uh, uh, you know what he deemed to be some fairly... Uh, rough treatment of his family and, 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 and some pretty heated press. Look, you know, ultimately, when the All Blacks go north... They don't have a lot of friends in the British press. Mate. So it's, it's, I find it very rich to start accusing the New Zealand press of being biased. I mean, you know, let's be honest here. Uh, we're talking about New Zealand rugby mm-hmm. because we're in a podcast studio in New Zealand. Yeah. That's our bread and butter, right? That's it. That's it. Uh, in the same way that you, the, the travelling Lions press um, were very pro-Lions. That's right. Of course they are. They're writing for Lions fans. That's right. Or they're, they're reporting for Lions fans. So... I mean, there are, there's a natural bias in what you do. Uh, but do you think it's fair that um, Getz still feels aggrieved at his treatment on tour? Oh, well, look, without knowing what he went through or what his family went through, oh, and obviously being on the other side, you don't actually know. I kind of I feel, and Kiwis are like that, you know. Obviously, he's a Kiwi. He's coaching the opposition. And it was, was kind of similar to the uh, America's Cup, you know, when Russell Coots went... Overseas and, and, and you know Kiwis turn their back on people like that. And, mm. and I suppose in some ways, 
gets kind of felt that you know immediately me but you've got to know as a coach and as a former all black and and former coach from new zealand that he's going to get some stick while he's back here and totally i think you know and instead of sort of um you know perhaps trying to get out get his point out across he could probably try and get out um, a little bit better but i think he should try and park it mate he had a successful tour Okay, it was a drawn series, mate. He's he's undefeated in series as a Lions coach. A- absolutely. So just just try and dwell on that. I think he's using he's using that that successful tour as a ah, told you so New Zealand kind of thing. Just just celebrate it. He's he's done fantastically well over the last couple of series. I, I wonder as a player, I mean, you played a hundred tests for the All Blacks, Millsy, um, and we all know that coaches have rivalries, mm. and there's coaches they don't like, and there's teams they love to beat. But as a player. And this is a genuine question. Have you ever been more motivated to win a test match because you know your coach would really love you to win that test match because he has a grudge against another coach? But does that have any impact on you as a player? Secondly, does it have a positive impact or a negative impact on the team? I'll I'll tell you what, and seems you're talking about Wales and and, and Gats, all the things that that he had done over the past is you rock up to Cardiff and you know you've got a massive game. You know, they talk about the, the national anthem, the Haka thing that happened. Mm-hmm. All that does is motivate the All Blacks. You know, mm. they've gone on now, they've played um, relatively well. They haven't sort of hit their, their straps, but you now have feeding them something like this, and you know, um, you know, that's going to come but, at them. But what I'm saying to you is that because there's this rivalry, perceived or otherwise, real or imagined, between Warren Gatlin and Steve Hansen, yep. are the All Blacks more likely to go out and play for Steve Hansen? to teach Warren Gatlin a lesson? Or is it just immaterial? Is this just the flotsam and jetsam of the rugby world and it has no impact on the team, regardless of what a coach thinks of another coach? No, nah, it's got no impact on a team. I don't think it has any impact on a team. So that's my point, right? Mm. So why carry on like this? I know. Oh, it sells papers. Yeah, I understood. And, and I guess the coaches would both say, mate, you guys are the guys writing the headlines. It's, you're asking us questions, we're answering them, you turn into whatever you want. Mm. But I've always been fascinated by that. I mean, I think some coaches can instill on their team a genuine hatred of another team oh, yeah. based on their own thoughts Absolutely. and practices, right? But I wonder how sustainable that is in the long term. It might get you up for one test, but it's not going to get you up for every test no. of the year, is it? No, it's not. And... and Often they talk about the emotional side of things, you know, and that's where you can't just keep, you know, plucking at things to try and motivate you to get up. And that's something that the, you know, the All Blacks have tried to use over the past, you know, the French Maki Mahaka, well, we've lost this, we've lost this. All of a sudden it becomes a burden. And then, and then as you get down, down, down the track, well, what are you going to pick out of the bloody corner of the, the room to try and motivate you? And th- yeah. you, that shouldn't be a factor. It should yeah. never be a factor. The process of what they talk about, getting up for a game, should always be the factor and knowing what, you, what your role is. Not this piggy argument that coaches are going to have all the time. You can't get away from the fact that Warren Gatland, as coach of Wales, is 0-10 against the All Blacks. Mm. Mm. That, to me, is the only stat that counts here. Yep. Uh, and he's going into this test match well down on experience. He's got a lot of injuries. Uh, Liam Williams just ruled out this week, but he's. Oh, a, I think that's the least of his problems. His pack's down, front rowers. Sam Warburton's not there. Halfpenny's not there. He's got to go to the well here. Mm. And they selected a, a team that has been called by the Welsh media a B team against Georgia. And okay, fair enough. Um, they won the game, but it was hardly convincing. They could have lost it with a last minute try, or at least Georgia could have scraped a draw. Uh, the thing about the All Blacks is that there's never a sense that this is our B team. The All Blacks are seven frontline players down mm-hmm. uh, and more. Mm-hmm. 
But no one looks at the All Blacks and say, oh, it's a weakened All Black team. The All Blacks themselves never say this is a weakened All Black team. When it comes to tests, I understand in the midweek fixtures you might play some guys who are developing talent. But every other team seems to be able to say, oh, well, we're down on talent and that's an excuse. I, this is the one thing I really do appreciate about the All Blacks and the ethos of the All Blacks. It does not matter who's in that jersey. No one is making excuses. And no one in the Northern Hemisphere is saying anything about the fact they're missing Ben Smith or Geordie Barrett or Owen Franks. Mm-hmm. Or Brady Retallick. Moody. Or Joe Moody. Et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. No one reports that, right? No one. No one reports that. No one. Why? I mean, you look at the, you look at the way the things happened over the weekend. Was it, oh, the B, the B, B New Zealand team, All Blacks team almost lost to Scotland? No. It, no, was, it was the, the All Blacks, Blacks, right? It was the All Blacks are the most penalised team, the All Blacks. Hey, in uh, fact, Millsy, it was the Scottish B team almost beat the All Blacks. No, well, there you right? go. Well, because mean, all the talk we heard before that test match was how many injuries the Scots had. Mm. <laughs> but no one talked in the lead up to that game about how many players down the All Blacks are. Oh, exactly. Because it's an irrelevance. No. And, and that to me says more about their dominance in the world game than anything else. The fact is, uh, maybe after a result, a close result or a loss, a coach might say, well, we're down a minimal experience. But in the lead up to a game, that's not discussed because the All Blacks are the All Blacks, regardless mm. of who's playing in there. You could have. Noah and Moses in the All Blacks, and no one would bat an eyelid. It's like they play for the All Blacks, tough team. That's right. And, and, and I suppose I mean, we don't give them enough credit for this. You don't give the, you know, Steve Hansen and, and you know, the coach that, that had Graham Henry that's, uh, that's been in there in the past, you don't give them enough credit for the fact that, look at all these guys they're breeding, and they don't once say this is the B team. They're, mm. they're giving guys opportunities who perhaps had you know, the less than sort of 10 test matches they're out mm. there playing but mm. this is this is the pressure that these guys are under these is this is the uh, the expectation of, of being in an all black that um, you know if you're playing your third test and you've got to start mate you're playing in the black jersey and there's 4 million people at home that are that are counting on you to, to win and that's what guys thrive on that's yeah. why the, the all black environment is so great Okay, we talked about Warren Gatlin's record as head coach of Wales, 0-10 against the All Blacks. Wales are on a 29-match losing streak since 1953 against the All Blacks. We know all that. We know all that history. Uh, but he has beaten the All Blacks once as a head coach with the British and Irish Lions. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that long ago. And I understand... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
understand that uh, that was a rather different looking squad. Yep. But how much confidence does he draw out of the fact that he was able to put a game plan together with the help of the likes of Farrell and, mm. and Borthwick and his other coaches? How much confidence does Warren Gatlin take from that result in the second oh, test? You've got, to take, you've got to take a lot of confidence from that because you've got to remember that first test, that result there, I was thinking, OK, Nate, it's going, to, it was, it's going to be a whitewash. And they came back, yes, OK, the All Blacks played with 14 men, which is a lot, but to then go... Uh, to the they, they, beat, they beat Scotland on the weekend with 13 men for 20 minutes, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or 14 men for 20 minutes. So, yeah. Is it the B, Scottish B team? Yeah, it's oh, Scottish sorry. B team. Yeah, and so you've got to take a lot of confidence from that. And so I think, you know, he'll look back at some of those tapes and find out some of the things that he niggled at um, with the All Blacks. I, I, I feel, though, with Crotty and Sonny Bill being pretty solid there now, and Sonny Bill's had a massive tour, end-of-year tour. And so I think that's probably the difference um, compared to the Lions series, the fact that they've got a settled sort of midfield combination. And Crotty was big. You know, him being out of that Lions series after that first test was, was massive. So, yes, I believe, you know, um, Gats will, will, will have some confidence from that. I don't think, I, I don't think they're going to win, though. I don't either. Uh, what's interesting for me is uh, we talked about some of the injury concerns. Sean Edwards, defence coach, was talking about, you know, line speed's not enough against the All Blacks. He's called it being the defence coach against the All Blacks the toughest job in world sport or one of. Uh, the interesting thing for me is the recall of Jamie Roberts. Uh, I mean, I, I really like Jamie Roberts mm. as a player. I think he deserves his, his part in the pantheon of Welsh rugby. He's been a great servant of the game. But, you know, that, that just to me says a lot about... Uh, the injury crisis Wales are currently suffering. I mean, Jamie Roberts is well and truly, with all respect to him in the twilight of his career, he's been pulled back. He may well start this game. Mm. Um, and imagine being pulled out of retirement or semi-retirement or out of international obscurity and saying, hey, got a job for you, Jamie. Can you mark Sonny Bill in this test? <laughs> I'd be like, beat it. I'm done, man. Well, not only that. Get out of well, here. Well, uh, Jamie Roberts, his, the big thing of his game is running. I mean, right. running the ball up, but is, how's he going to get any pill? You know, yeah. and, that, and that's the biggest thing. You know, he can defend and things like that, but it's it, it, the biggest thing to his game is the running game, and he's not going to get any pill. Adi Savio's got mumps. They stall, is that stall what? around? Who the hell's getting mumps this day and age? What is it? You, uh, have you had a, it before? It's a glandular inflammation. I had mumps as a from, kid. From what? Now, this is before you could just go and have one jab. They say he was vaccinated. This is a worrying, disturbing trend that vaccinated All Blacks are getting the mumps. This is up there with Susie the Waitress. Who is giving the All Blacks mumps? Is it, might, might be no right. one's talking about who's in there giving the mumps. It's a reporter. And how close was Rico Yuani to Adi Savia to give him the mumps? <laughs> up to. <laughs> up to, all right, eh, hey, hey, up I, to. I don't get this. He just wants to come home. It's mumps, man. It's 2017. That shit's like polio. It should be out of here. Oh, jeez. Someone's not washing their hands. No, you got to wash your hands. Sanitizer. It's a hygiene issue in the All Blacks. Uh, we need to talk about uh, the All Black team. Kieran Reid, I don't think he plays this game. Uh, by the sounds of it, and, and what I'm hearing is that he's got a bulging disc in Ooh. his back. His injury's been reported as a hip flexor issue. Um, not entirely sure those two things are the same, but irregardless, whether it's a hip flexor or a bulging disc, those are two things that should keep him out of this game. Mm. Why risk him? Last game of the year, why do it? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk him. I mean, he has got a um, bulging disc, and that's probably where it's the... The hip flexors, you know, when your body compensates. You have been listening in chiropractic college. I'm not there yet. Well, but, but you've done yet. You're doing it. You're doing something else. You've got to look somewhere else. Something else has to compensate for it. What do it. you know about bulging discs? I know that everyone has a bulging disc. Do they? You've got one. 
and it's just depending on sort I've of. I've got a bulging gut. Is that the same thing? <laughs> Can I blame that on a spinal condition? <laughs> I thought you were going to say you got a bulging something else. No, Melzy, not today. Hey, hey, but no, to go to go back to your question, mate. You don't risk him. Let yeah, him have no, that, that extra week off. And, and, and so exciting times. Luke Whitelock will get a, a test cap yeah. at the back of the scrum. And Liam Squire, I think, will come back into six. Mm, uh, mm. You know, I think Vi Fafita is still, a, as the All Black coach at Long City, is a work in progress. He, he was really good in parts of that Scottish game. But ultimately, I, I think he's still learning his craft. Yeah, he is. In, in yeah. terms of when he can be on the loose and when he needs to be in the tight. I thought his effectiveness around the ruck was down. Mm. And, and no offence to him, but Liam Squire is going to give you more in terms of absolutely killing someone in this game. Yeah. And he'll be off the leash, yep. which will be exciting. Uh, I, Patrick Tui Pelotu likely to come in to start in place of Luke Romano, who's had a plantar fascia issue before oh. that Scottish test. So needless to say, he's out um, at the moment. I just I don't see too many other changes. The Rico Yuani situation, mm. everyone's saying he's out. I think he's still a chance, but again, I don't think they'll risk him. So yes. that gives Seta Tamani Valu a crack, and Scotty Barrett will come onto the bench. Uh, that's a very good All Black team. Oh, it's a very. I mean, or do you put Harvey uh, at the back and shift Damien to the wing? I no, mean, I don't think they'll change anything else. I, I think that's and, pretty settled. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's good that the All Blacks are going to go through this adversity. And and you know, it's been a tough time since that Australian Test in yeah. Brisbane. But they're going with guys they know they can trust. And they, and I think what they're trying to say to these guys is, show us you can improve. Yeah. Whether you're tired or not, whether you played 30 games of footy this year, last game of the year. We are going to give these guys a chance to finish on a high note. Yeah. I, I think that says a lot about the All Black ethos too, and, and it reminds me of the old school All Black way, mm. where it's like, I'm not going to drop you just because we scraped past in that game or we're under pressure in that game. You go out there and show sure. us that, that our faith in you is deserved. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. I think that's... Um and that gives guys confidence as well. And then that mean you t- we talked about the, the the environment and things like that. You give them another chance. Yes, they scrape past. Um, and you know it's interesting you talk about Fafita because I think he just got lost a little bit when Sam Kane went off as well. You know, wasn't quite sure whether it was the lock or the or the Lucy. And that perhaps sort of um, that's the work in progress that um, you know Steve Hansen was talking about. But I think you're right. You know, get them back out there, show them um, you know show them that you got confidence in them. And let them sort of, um, you know, go out there and, and try and show the coaches that, hey, yep, we're, we're good enough to end this, uh, end this tour and end this tour well. I've got a bet for you this weekend. What's that? Unders or overs? Three and a half concussions or less, or four concussions and more? Oh, gee, why, why, why have this week? Is it, is it something to I do with? I just get a feeling about Welsh tests. They're always the same. Someone gets knocked the hell out. There have been a few there now that I think about Yeah, I don't know what it is about the Welsh. I think it's the fearless attitude of the Welsh, but um, someone's bound to get their head in the wrong place in this test. Yeah, I'm going to go overs. You're going to go overs? Yeah. Three plus or over? Yeah. Concussions? Great bet. I'll I'll look up the odds for that in a second. Uh, Millsy, we're on the short ball today and we're we're talking All Blacks Wales, but also an interesting story during the week, and I wrote about this, um, the Brad Shields' decision to leave New Zealand rugby head to Wasps. It was reported at the time that uh, perhaps the All Blacks had reached out to him and said, you know, do you want to join us? Uh, and I wrote a column on this on Rugby Pass during the week. It turns out I spoke to Brad. He said, no, I wasn't offered that place. But the tenor of the column was this. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have wanted Brad Shields to be looked at as a guy who gave up on his all-back dream and went for the soft option because I think that's unfair. Yeah. And, and the reason I think that's unfair is Brad Shields has worked his ass off for six years, mm. six seasons, and has watched lately two of his teammates get all-black honours, um, Elliot Dixon get all-black honours, Liam Squire get all-black honours, and a host of others as well, Victor Vito before them. He knew he wasn't in the running, right? But every kid starts with the same ambition in this country, and I know it's all part of our mythology, and I appreciate that. You know, all oh, kids grow up, they want to represent the All Blacks. It's a great story, but it's too convenient, mm. especially in the, provincial, in the professional era where this guy has said, I'd love to be an All Black. 
but it ain't happening for me. Yeah. And so an overture has come my way. Mm. My ambition is to play international rugby. Mm. My original ambition may have been to play for the All Blacks, but that seems like a closed yeah. door. You know, I, I would hate to think that anyone is pilloried for changing tack. The outcome, if Brad Shields proves to Eddie Jones and the England setup that he is worthy of selection, means he'll get to play international rugby. Mm. I couldn't think of anything better for the bloke. He no. is such a champion. Oh, absolutely. And I think... I, I did see the headline on this and I sort of um, decided not to read it because I've actually got uh, admiration for guys like like Brad that, um, you know, obviously I was I was very fortunate. I didn't have to make a decision like that to yeah. say, well, my my dream, and we all, as, as youngsters, our dream is to be all blacks, you know, yeah. but when you get to a stage when you have to make a decision, do I hang around another year? Okay, there might be an injury, but I've seen all my mates that you've just mentioned get ahead of me and there was massive raps on Brad Shields you know um, he was going to be one of the next best things and unfortunately mm-hmm. it hasn't quite gone that way but mm-hmm. he's made uh, a decision now and um, it would have been a hard <laughs> it's a hard decision to make to go overseas he, he's, he wants to play international football um, and so good on him and so I, I just hope that people don't think that he's, he's sort of um, taken, given up right well, given up yeah, because so I, th- it's, that's not the way at no. all you know? and, and, that, and that frustrates me about and I understand why we create this fairy tale, this story, mm. because it keeps people here. Yeah. It says to kids, "Don't give up your dreams, guys. Don't give up your dreams. If you give up your dreams, you know you're you're technically not a you're not a real All Black fan." Oh, exactly. I, I don't I don't buy that, mate. We all we all start out in life with an ambition. Sometimes through no fault of our own, not through lack of trying. Yeah. Someone else is in charge of whether we make it or not, right? Exactly. And so sometimes you've got to say to yourself, "Look, it's a worthy ambition. I had a goal." It's not going to work out under this current format, but someone else is offering me a chance to fulfil my, what I believe is my destiny, which is to play international rugby. Mm-hmm. If that's for the country of my parents' birth, so be so it. So be it. Right. That's it. Now I'm, I'm, I ex- absolutely agree with that, Sumo, and um, and good on them. You know, I think um, as I, as I mentioned, it's a damn hard decision, and you've seen guys now. I mean, obviously the yeah, Bundy Arkey's playing for. He's uh, probably the darkest. Irishman I've ever seen in my life, but he's, he's made a he's made a decision. He's he qualifies. Uh, Hughes in the weekend for um, uh, for England and mm-hmm. things like that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Brad's in the, in the similar boat. You know, he's going to go over there and and he's been tremendous for New Zealand rugby and the mm-hmm. Hurricanes and and, and Wellington. So, um, again, hard decision, and I just take my hat off to guys like that because it's. It, I mean, you look at the All Blacks. He's only what thirteen hundred um, All Blacks or less. Mm-hmm. Is it less than that? Mm-hmm. And so. You know, not everyone's going to be an all-black, and to make a decision like that is massive. So it's testament to, to him. I gave up my dreams a long time ago, Milsey. Did you? Yeah, hell oh, yeah. We're about eight. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it wasn't going to pan out for me. Oh, you made it nice and early, mate. You're yeah, very did. mature at eight years exactly old. Exactly right. Prescient thought. I yeah. knew I wasn't going to make it, and so it proved. And now, look, look at you. You're just talking about them. Yeah. yeah. Spending my week talking to you about footy. Oh, mate, you know what? I it's enjoy great, talking about it. It's a great consolation prize, though, Mills. Oh, good on you, mate. Hey, it's a wonderful sucker, consolation prize. I've got one final question for you. What's that? What are we going to do when uh, the All Black season's over? Is this the last week? Do we come back and talk? Oh, no? yeah, no, we're, we're contracted for the next, I think, 700 weeks. Oh, Sorry, mate, I signed you up to that. What? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I haven't seen Even when there's too. no rugby on, no, it's just, well, it was a handshake. Yeah. But not like the Ray Kroc McDonald Brothers handshake. This one is actually binding. Oh, okay. So we've got to turn up here. Even if rugby ceased to exist, we'd still just be doing turn a short ball. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. I say stairs. They get me, mate. Yeah, the stairs get me. Uh, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Uh, we might do a best of next week. Best of the season. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We, we could do that. Yeah. We'll give you, just give you time to think about it. 
I wanted to talk about the Australians actually, but oh, hey, we'll, hey mate, we can talk as long as we like, mate. It's a podcast. There's nah, no time. Nah, There's nah. no time limit. Nah, nah, what did you want to say? Give me a brief one sentence on the Australians. I thought there was merit in some of the things that happened. What? I felt sorry for the Australians. What, what, conceding three tries in the last 20 minutes and getting humped by England. Oh, in the last 10 minutes, yeah. Well, I know she was Czech I wanted to talk about. Go on then. Get it off your chest. Well, I just think, okay, if you're going to stick a camera in, in the box mm-hmm. and then if you're going to come out and find someone or whatever, well, at least have a... Is there something written that you can't do what he's done? Here's the thing. Michael Checker says... F and cheats. That's what he's accused of saying. I'm no lip reader, but um, that, that's the basic thing here, right? And because the camera's on him. Eddie Jones swearing like a trooper the other night, but he's abusing his own team, mm. so that's somehow okay. Mm. Do you know, the thing about it is, if not everyone has to operate in their working life with a camera on them. And, and the more we go on about these things, I mean, the Czech is a passionate man, right? He's, a, he's just an emotional man when it comes to watching rugby. Steve Hansen looks like he's in a coma. <laughs> but that's him. He, he's a very calm, in-game coach. Yeah. Czech is all on emotion. Eddie Jones is all on emotion. Um, you, can't, you can't find these guys. I mean, what you can say is that Checker can't go up to a referee at halftime. We all know no, that. absolutely. But I don't think anything that Checker's been fined for has anything to do with him swearing on a camera. Yeah. I think it's everything else that happens. Uh, the, the unfortunate thing for Czech is, I mean, I like it. I, Craig Bellamy with the Melbourne Storm. Mm. I mean, that guy is literally losing his mind every game. Yeah. How he does not have a bill for damages of every coach's box in the NRL is beyond me. <laughs> but everyone, everyone loves that. You yeah. know? Uh, rugby's got to get over its conservative self. Uh, you know, I mean, we all take the mickey out of Michael Checker because, well, it's funny. <laughs> but but ultimately, we shouldn't kick the personality out of our game. Oh, Personalities make the game. Absolutely. And, yeah. and if some guy doesn't fit your, your restaurant or your country club because he uh, swears a bit or he's a bit rough around the edges, then um, shove it. Exactly. And, hey, you've said it all. That's all I wanted to say. Because what I don't want it... Well, actually, one more bit. I I don't actually want it to get to the fact that Michael Shigas goes, well, I don't want a camera in the, the box anymore. Exactly. Because that's exactly. actually quite good. I love the passion he brings out. Yeah, some of the things he sees, you know, but it's great. It's, I think people should see that because it shows how real some of these coaches are. Mm. Right? Yeah. Imagine you in a coach's box. Me. I'd, I'd love to have a camera on you in a coach's box. Mate, I'd have music pumping and wouldn't even worry. Mate, no, once you're out there, you can't do nothing. You'd be, you'd be taking selfies for your Insta. <laughs> Your Insta story would be lit, man. You're just you. <laughs> Here's me with I would, Steve. I wouldn't last that long as a coach, mate. Doing that, hey? No, I don't know. Are you going to give it a go? Hell! You I'm see, not going to say it. I'm not going to say you, it. You said that recorded. to me at the start of the year when I said to you, come into a podcast and a TV show with me. You went, no, nah, man, I'm not interested in that. Now look at you. Can't keep you out of it. And, <laughs> and now you're turning down coaching. You know, every time you say you would never do something, you end up doing it. That's half your problem, Mulligan. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Actually, you said it to me while I was still playing. You know, when you finished up, you should come do this and that. And I was like, nah, not my thing. And then this year, holy smoke. It's only because I know you, mate. I knew you'd be lost. Yeah. I knew you'd be lost. No, you're a good man, Sue, mate. I'm like the shepherd for lost Samoans. You're going to get a big Christmas present this year? Am I? Oysters. That I owe you. You, you. you can't make that my Christmas present. You owe me that on a bet. Well, I, I, I said it's I was not gonna, a Christmas present. I said I was going to bring it, and then you didn't want them. So, no, mate. When did I tell you I didn't want the oysters? You said it off camera. You are talking kaka. Kaka stains, eh, boy? I want those oysters. I can't believe... Okay, instead I, of a dozen, you'll get 14. I had forgotten about the oysters until you brought it up and trying to pass it off as a Christmas present. Don't nickel and dime me on my did, Santa present. Do you do, do, do poles? No, yeah, I do poles. I don't do kinner, though. 
Do you know, you know uh, for those who don't know what a kina is, it's a sea urchin, and um, a lot of Māori people consider the sea urchin, the uh, kina, a bit of a delicacy, including uh, Case Muse, mm. former All Black prop. And uh, here's a story for you. Uh, Jamie Joseph's another one as well. In fact, I celebrated the Highlanders' uh, maiden title with Jamie Joseph eating kina and drinking champagne. It was the weirdest combo ever. Anyway, aside from that, I don't really do kina as a rule. Case Muse invites me to lunch in Dunedin when I was down for a rugby game. And he goes, I said, what are we having? He goes, oh, kina. And I went, nah. And I saw him later on, and this is the Pakia test. Because I said, how was your kinner? He goes, oh, the kinner was all right, but the powers and craze were awesome. Oh. <laughs> and I said, you didn't tell me about the powers and the craze. He goes, no, but if you can't get past the kinner, you don't get the powers and the craze. <laughs> yeah, no. That's the Pakia test. No. So that is a dodgy move, Case Muse, <laughs> but I, I, I couldn't help but appreciate it as well, play. Rats us for the uh, short ball this week, team. Enjoy the test match. Uh, Wales taking on the All Blacks from Cardiff. Should be a fascinating clash. We hope so anyway. And plenty more international rugby coming up this week. Next week, we're going to talk about Georgia. Mm, okay. Georgia needs to be in Europe. Yep. Not just around Europe. They yep. need to be in it. Nice. Yep. I'll do, I'll do some homework. Yep. Yeah, do that. You're good at that. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.